are about to hear a life-changing message preached at the Kodesh Family Church in Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In 1 Chronicles 29 verse 28, it reads, And he died in a good old age, full of days, riches, and honor. And Solomon his son reigned in his stead. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay continues the powerful series on the Davidic principles of success. King David avoided foolish battles and adapted for progress. The enemy hates you and they will do anything to bring you down and have sin against you. So we must learn to use God's wisdom and run away from certain things. So let's listen into this powerful message as we prepare ourselves for success. Be blessed. But now it's time for the most important part of the service. Time for the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So without further ado, I want you all to be on your feet and welcome our pastor, our personal person, to bring the word. Please welcome Reverend Kojo Orly Jesus. What a blessing. Lift up your hands with me. Praise God with me in the sanctuary. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we welcome your presence. May your power and your glory be seen in this place. Bring salvation, healing, deliverance, miracles, signs and wonders counsel to your people. Let your anointing flow with power. Holy Spirit, take over. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. You know, before you sit down, I want you to pray with me. Psalm 100. You know, you know, many of us don't get the opportunity to pray. Okay, so I want us to pray for a few minutes. The Bible says in Psalm 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Huh? And serve the Lord, the next, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. You know what happens is that some of us are here, we can't sing. We can't make joyful noises. We are here because of some stressful situation. We are here, our smiles go only to the face. It doesn't enter the heart. 
We can't make joyful noises unto the Lord. Joyful, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Some of us are not even happy. We are asking the Lord, Lord, if you are there, why am I suffering this way? And this morning, I want us to pray, Lord, let my noises be joyful. Lord, change my sorrow into dancing. Jesus Christ was the one who said that. In the book of John 16 and verse 20. Yeah, John chapter 16 and verse 20. said, let my sorrow be turned into... Did you know it was in the Bible? Bring it up. John chapter 16. John chapter 16 and verse 20. I want us to pray that that will be... It says, verily I say unto you, that you shall weep and lament, but the world will rejoice, and you shall be sorrowful. But your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Clap for the Lord Jesus. He said, it's not that there's not going to be a problem. You will lament. You will have some times of weeping. But I want to assure you, your sorrow will be turned into dancing, into joy, into rejoicing. Therefore, we want to take God on that challenge. We want to take him on his word. He watches upon his word to perform. Today, speak it to the Lord that Jesus, you said this. If you are true, let it come to pass. And let him prove himself. Lift up your voice and say, Lord, Lord, let my joy, let my my sorrow be turned into dancing, into joy. I pray, let me, grant me joyful noises. Let me have laughter that is not just at the lips, but laughter that comes from within. Laughter in my marriage, laughter in my job. Oh, give us some background. Laughter in my activity. Everything. Let me make joyful noises. When people hear me talking, may they say, that joyful man, when they hear me singing, may it be for real. When they hear me chatting, may my chat come with laughter. I pray, take away sorrow. Take away the pain. Take away the sorrow. Take away the pain. Oh, lift up your hands and say, Lord, grant me joy to replace my sorrow, to replace my sadness. In the name of Jesus, I want to serve you with joy. Serve you with gladness. Lord, take away sorrow. Give me joyful noises in my relationships, in my talk, in my chatting, in my singing, in my movement. I pray that joy of the Lord will be our strength. Let us be a happy church, a happy family, a happy people, a happy family, a free house. Hold and show the joy of the Lord. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. Father, let that be the portion of your church. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you. You know, sometimes you meet people. They talk to you, you make a joke, so they have to smile. But that's where it ends. It only ends with that. Once they turn away, they have to face a huge issue. May the Lord, Bible says he will fight for you and you hold your peace. Amen. How can we serve the Lord that way? And I like Jesus Christ said, most assuredly in other words in this world you have, you have lamenting but most assuredly your, so he says whatever he says all these things, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. It's the truth. I've seen you know that I have seen many troubles. Is there a song like that? Mm-hmm. I've had many troubles. Many. T- Why don't you sing for us? Don't just sing me away. 
Hallelujah. Listen to this song. That will be your story. Amen. Sister girl, please go ahead. I've had many tears and sorrows. Oh, have you had one? I've had questions for I've tomorrow. had questions for tomorrow, yet unanswered. Oh, yes. Mm. Sing. But in every situation, in every situation God, God gave me blessed consolation. Not consultation, consolation. That my, my trials come home to only make me strong. strong. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Sing along. Oh, I've been a lot of places. Mm. And I've seen millions of faces. But every time I felt so all alone. Has it happened to you that you felt all alone? I was in Korea, I felt all alone. But in my lonely I felt all alone hour. in a lonely hour. Yes, I sent a text to my wife. I said, the place is lonely and dark. I need help. I need Jesus consolation. I need encouragement. I need the presence of God. Then I sang this song. That's through it all. Through it all. Lift your hands. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I have learned to trust in God. Through it all. Through it all. I said through it all. Through it all. I've learned to depend upon His word. Through it all. serves you with gladness. Let me not serve you with a frown. Let me not serve you with an attitude, but let me serve you with gladness. Let me come into your court with praise. As you are here, may the Lord give you gladness, gladness. May you be glad. David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. May this house serve you. May God serve you with gladness. Come serve the Lord with gladness.
forsake you. Tell somebody he will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Well, today we want to continue. I am going to you know, there's a number of announcements. The month of November till the end of the year, we're going to introduce something called in his presence. Clap for the Lord Jesus. In his presence. In his presence and that is going to be um, you know it's going to be an effort and a, a brothers we are going to be each other's keepers and what does that mean in his presence David said I was glad when they said to me let us go into the house of the Lord. Now, what has happened is that, you know, the devil has managed to take people from God's presence. That's what the devil has done to most people, especially through the COVID. Hey. When you go, churches have folded up. Churches, church buildings have been converted into clubs. Churches have not been able to pay their bills because the church members have sat home for two years and have forgotten how to go to church now that is what has happened to the church but i can assure you what has happened to the christians is even more terrible divorces suicide loss of jobs sicknesses death and it keeps going on and on and on but what i've learned is that what the devil has done is he has taken Psalm 65 away from our life. Verse 4. Bring it, Psalm 65. Bible says that, Blessed is the man whom you, God, you choose and cause to approach unto you. Do you know that not everybody that comes to the presence of the Lord like this in his sanctuary? No. Bible says, My house shall be called the house of prayer. Yeah. God took Israel and said, let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness, in my sanctuary in the wilderness, in my church. That because of the church in the wilderness. That's where all the miracles took place. He took them to the promised land. But the devil has managed to take Christians away from the promised land, the house of God, back to Egypt. And what has happened, therefore, is people are backslidden. People have been, been tormented. Demons, marriages are falling. Divorce rates, high. 
highest it has ever been in the church because people are depressed people have you know you may not see the power of what i'm doing preaching the word god bible says the entrance of his word bringeth light and gives understanding to the simple the light enters the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend overpower it you may not realize it but just being here it makes a huge difference even it's not easy the Bible says, blessed is the man whom the Lord chooses. So, we are going to make an effort at each other's, being each other's keepers to bring our friends, loved ones back to his presence. Somebody clap for Jesus. That theme is in his presence. That we are going to, in this month, we're going to do that every Sunday. And I'm not asking you to even do an outreach of a new person. But that friend, that loved one, that brother, that sister that has been affected by the poison of satanic separation. Just like Adam and Eve. When the serpent entered into the garden, he separated Adam and Eve from God's presence. They hid themselves from God's presence. That was the beginning of chaos. And eventually, ultimately, the devil was trying to take them from God's domain, the dominion, the kingdom. And they were kicked out of the garden. Now look how we are struggling to go back. And our efforts at going back is also being hindered by the devil. And therefore, if we don't take that seriously, God will cause us to actually answer. Because some of us, when you come, I'm going to show you a scripture. It says, blessed is the man whom God chooses and causes to approach unto him, so that he may dwell in your courts. That word dwell is the word, um, is, is the word that means yashab. It means to take a seat and to keep it permanently. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Amen. To keep the seat permanently. It's not a temporary thing. When somebody marries you, it's not a temporary thing. When somebody says, I am mighty or you are my child, it is a permanent relationship and an expected place. That's why David said, this one thing I do, I mean, uh, you know, let me finish, I'll come to that place. That I may dwell in your courts, dwell, make my home, make my abode. And he says, when it happens that way, you, we all will be satisfied with the goodness of God's house, Amen. even of God's holy temple. Clap for the Lord Jesus. There is goodness in this place. That goodness of wisdom. That goodness of righteousness. That goodness of deliverance and miracles. Yeah. Even of his holy temple. You know. And David puts it this way in Psalm 27 and verse 4. It's always the verse 4. Psalm 27 verse 4. You know. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. That the word is dwell again, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Somebody say all the days, not some of the days. God expects that you will not be in church only every time the church door is open, you will be there. Clap for the Lord Jesus. All the days. So we are going to remove all Zoom cameras. Woo! Hey! Clap for the Lord Jesus. Hey! 
Yeah. I know you. We are going to remove all Zoom, including by center Zoom. Wow. I love it. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Listen. I had a dream. I had a dream. And in the dream, it has changed my life. Wow. I was being followed by demonic dwarfs chasing the Lord wants me to tell you this and it tormented me for years they tormented me for years I didn't know what to do and at the last minute I gave up and I was so weak and so tired I was about to fall to the ground and just say do whatever you want and the dwarfs increased in numbers the more tired I became and suddenly when I was just about to give up a tall staircase sat in front of me connected to heaven somehow I managed to use my last energy to just put my feet on the step and suddenly energy came back to me clap for the Lord Jesus and the steps sped me up straight up with God's speed when I went to the top there was this man he could only be Jesus with cloth white gray beard, gray hair everything, bright eyes soft countenance he embraced me I felt so loved and the small voice told me look back at those who chased you when I looked the dwarfs were, had turned into smoke smoke and the voice told me this is the end the steps you touch your feet to if you continue putting your steps on this they will never come back and he told me the steps i didn't understand till i read genesis chapter exodus genesis chapter 28 not knowing jacob also when he was running away from his brother he had the same experience i'm telling you when i had the dream i didn't know that scripture he also fell asleep on a stone when he was running away from his brother and then a long set of steps entered into the heaven I didn't know it was in the Bible and there the voice of God started speaking he dreamed and above the Lord stood above and said I am the Lord let me show, show the steps the steps you were showing in the verse 10 he dreamed that behold a ladder was set up on the earth a top reached to heaven there were angels of God ascending and descending I'm telling you, from here is a connection to heaven. Clap for Jesus. And then verse 13. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord Abraham of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land where you are lying, I will give it to you and your descendants. God is planning to make you and your descendants the children of God. Amen. Giving you life. Watch it. And then verse, and behold, the Lord stood above it. Then the next verse. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You will spread. You will be blessed. Your seed and all the family. In you shall all the families. You will be a blessing. Next verse, verse 15. Amen. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. You shall not die, but live to declare the works of the Lord. Amen. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken concerning you. May God's promises come to pass in your life. Then... The next verse 16 he woke up Jacob awoke from sleep and said surely 
the Lord is in this place and I did not even know it listen what is coming is the greatest he defined what the arrangement was he said this is next verse and he was afraid and said how awesome in this place is this this is no other place than the house of God ladies and gentlemen the house of God is a connection to heaven angels are moving up and down and it's the gate of heaven and then the next verse verse 18 the Bible says Jacob arose early in the morning took a stone that he had put for his head set it up for a pillar and poured oil on top of it then he said he called the name of the place Bethel you know what Bethel means El means the Lord Beth means house the house of God someone says I will dwell in the house of the Lord he called the name Beth and the name of that city was previously called Luz ladies and gentlemen when people who have been in the house of the Lord fall away they are under attack they are under attack and let's not pretend we don't know the dangers of stepping out there. Bible says, outside are the dogs. Mercy. I have never taken it for granted since that dream. And the Lord told me that that step you put there will give you speed. He has changed my life. And I intend to share that grace with the people God has given me oversight. So long as I'm your pastor, your overseer, I will pray and believe God that you will walk in this blessing. Clap for Amen. the Lord Jesus. Angels will be prolific wherever you are. The Bible says there is an innumerable company of angels. May they minister to you in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. And so gradually, we will fade off the Zoom by the end of the month, by the grace of God. Somebody say, by the end of the month. By the end of the month. So, for example, on Wednesday, we'll have a Zoom center as usual, but by next week, I will tell you how we will come to your area, and we will have fellowship meetings in places. Clap for the Lord Jesus. We will have fellowship. It's more real than this Zoom live. Yeah. And you see what the Lord will do. It's a bold step. It's a step of faith. God will honor it. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. The Zoom, will, we know we have members that are outside of this city. And therefore, of course, they will be joining by Zoom. And the Zoom will be changed. The Zoom, you know, address and things will be changed. So this is to encourage you to walk in your blessing. This thing has changed my life. You know? Before I had this dream, there were a whole lot of nightmares. Since that dream, I've never had a nightmare. Never. Never. And so what am I saying we should do? That we're going to do what we call we must be each other's keepers. Love one another. Now, David and Jonathan were good friends spiritually. The Bible says that one time that Jonathan was actually had heard about the harm that was going to be done by to David by Saul so Jonathan hinted David you cannot come to dinner because my father will kill you then as Jonathan told David run as they were parting this was Jonathan's statement then Jonathan said 
in Jonathan chapter 20 verse 18. First uh, Samuel chapter 20 verse 18. Then Jonathan said to David, Tomorrow is the new moon and you shall be missed because your seat will be empty. Do you miss your brothers whose seats are empty? Are you like David? Bible says David was a man after God's own heart and he was loved by Jonathan. And let's be like David and Jonathan in our love for each other. Be each other's keepers and say, your seat shall be empty and you will be missed. You see? And so, that was the thing that we should miss each other. So we're going to make a supreme effort. Someone say supreme effort. Supreme effort. To bring our brothers and our sisters back into contention with the blessing of the Lord. Malika, say amen. Will you join that effort? Don't be like um, Abel, Cain, who said, am I my brother's keeper? To hell with it. I'm here. What do I care about those who are not here? And God said, you shouldn't speak that way. And God said, actually, the blood of your brother will be required from you. So I'm going to ask all of us to be in that mode and effort and see what the Lord will do. Hallelujah. The Bible says in John, I mean James chapter 4 verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Hey. Yeah. All God is looking for is not even anything but to draw near, make a step of boldness. The prodigal son stayed out of the father's house and felt, I'm okay. I don't need God. I don't need my father. He didn't know what he was missing until he started feeding with pigs. And then the Bible says he came to his senses and he said, I will go back to my father's house. And I'll say, Father, I've sinned against heaven and I've sinned against you. Make me, I'm not even fit to be a son, make me one of your hired servants. And he gallantly walked. I don't know why we call him prodigal son, but I call him the hero. He managed to overcome his pride walked straight to the father's house when he went he was given the ring the footwear clothes and the fatted calf was killed clap for the Lord Jesus and so in the coming weeks we are also going to provide food for any of our brothers and sisters that we bring back clap for Jesus again beautiful we will not allow the devil to have a free hand not on them or on you Jesus it's going to be fun it's going to be a festive blessing it's going to be a great honor and the Lord will rejoice Bible says the Lord rejoices when we leave the 99 and we go for that one who doesn't seem to be around Tell somebody, I will join in this beautiful job. I will join in this beautiful job. Tell someone, whose seat is empty? Whose seat is empty? Watch around, they will be filled. By your effort, my effort, and the Lord will bless. Clap again for Jesus Christ. So, Zoomers, we are inviting you back. 
and uh, gradually it's not going to be sudden but we'll tell you the day we'll cut it off but let's rehearse by just stopping zooming and coming in what's the theme is called in his presence our theme is called in his presence his project in his presence project and I believe it will be beautiful 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 and God will bless it in Jesus name somebody shout amen amen all right so the project has been started in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit amen Zuma say amen all right so for those who are outside the city of course we will um, accommodate them but those who are here we will believe God believe it believe what I'm saying we will believe God will provide cars some of them is because of transportation some of them they are not well some of them they just become used to just being comfortable behind the zoom and you know you were all like that I was like that too so it's not none of them is a bad person but it's because we have not made the effort to help them to be where they should be but it's going to be a blessed journey clap for the Lord Jesus yeah so it's a blessing and it will be an honor and I believe that you will enjoy the David and Jonathan relationship amen David said in Psalm 27 verse 4 one thing have I desired that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and I will and to in, behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple you see the beauty of the Lord in Jesus name amen, amen. All right, Father, we thank you once again. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, the message that I have for you today is a continuation of what we have been sharing. What have we been sharing? I'm going to try to conclude. What have we been sharing? Do you remember? David's principles of success. Okay, Davidic success or David's principles of success. And what are so far, you know, the Bible says, David, we are learning from David. When people have been successful, you learn from their success. All right. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse number 12, be not slothful or don't be lazy, but be followers of those who through faith and uh, patience inherit the promises. Okay. So don't be lazy, but be followers. It means those who have been successful. God gives them to us as examples of success so that we can follow them. Amen. So that we can follow them. When I was growing up, there was one of my, um, you know, cousins, distant cousin, who seems to be prosperous, a woman whose children were doing much better. My children never went to finish high school and things like that. So none of them went to college. But I realized that when I went to school, I was doing well with my grades. And I decided I would pursue education. But of course, they hadn't gone that far. So their motivation was not strong enough. My mother was a type, typist and my father sold drinks. They did their best to take care of us. But in terms of even when I went for interview, they asked me, why have I not followed my father? And I said, that's what my father liked. I like something different and it's because I went to this my cousin who was you know not so close to us but I managed to get close because they were doing well and I learned I looked at their home 
I looked at their children, I looked at the job that they had, I said, this is what I would like to be. So every weekend, I sneaked to their snack, to their house to see what they were doing, what they were eating, what car they were driving, and I had a vision, I want to be like them. God gave me a vision. Your vision will make you. Yeah, your vision will make you. People you follow, you will get to the destination that they get. And God therefore says that be followers of those who through faith and patience have already inherited the promises. Have somebody in mind that you want to be like and you become like that. Amen. And so David is somebody who was successful. He was somebody God loved, who loved God, who was successful. Somebody that when God dismissed Saul, he said, I found a good replacement. And at the end of his life, the testimony in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 28 was this. And David died in a good old age, full of days, full of riches, full of honor. And his son Solomon reigned in his stead. They're struggling to bring the scriptures. I've helped them. Amen. David. He died in a good... You will die a good old age in Jesus' name. Good old age. It means you won't die crippled. You will not die blind. You will not die with all your teeth gone. That's not a good old... That's a bad old age. Where you just kiss meat. You can't chew meat. That's not good. Good old age. Where you walk. May you not need a walking stick in Jesus' name. May you not walk in crutches, crutches in Jesus' name. May you drive, may you read in your old, good old age. Bible says, I mean, uh, uh, one of the people said, let me die the death of the righteous, like Jacob. Jacob, he was strong, he even traveled a long distance travel, intercontinental travel with his children. And on the day he was dying, he blessed all his children one by one. Bible says after that, he called himself into a bed, put his hands together and gave up the ghost. May you die like that in Jesus' name. In a good old age. Not when you are 35. But when you are 87 in Jesus' name. Good old age. I want to be wearing jeans and tennis shoes. And being able to hold my wife's waist. In my old age. Like David. David, the day he died, the test was they brought a young woman, a virgin. When David could not touch him, he said, this man is about to die. It means even till the last day, they knew he could do certain things. He had power everywhere. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Good old age. Full of days. Some of our lives can be full of nights, darkness, trouble, disappointment. May your life be full of days, not nights. Full of riches, not full of poverty. May God increase you. May the blessing of the Lord that make rich and add no sorrow be your portion in Jesus' name. Say amen. amen. Don't sit down and doubt. Amen, amen means let it happen this way unto me. That's what amen means. Let it become so as my, in, my, in my case. Someone say amen. amen. You lose nothing. Amen means let it be so in my life. May you, may, may you have good old days. Amen. Amen. Full of riches. Amen. 
full of honor. Amen. Do you know what honor means? A good name, integrity. Some people, when they mention, you mention their name, it's only bad things that come to mind. Hitler, it's not a good name. Not a good name. Honor, respect, integrity. You, may you have a brand name. Many people are called David. Everywhere there will be a David. Every church there is a David. But I don't hear Saul. Will you call your child Saul? It's not a good name. He died rich but not with a honor. Full of days, full of riches, full of honor. And his son Solomon reigned in his stead. In other words, you will have children. You will be married. In other words, your children will do well in the name of Jesus Christ. Your children will do well. You will leave a legacy. In other words, although you're gone, the, your fruits, your offspring will be there that speak a good name, a good name for you. When they say, they say, this is this man's divonious son. You say, ah, I'm not surprised. Your mother was like that. I'm not surprised. Because you are father's, you are your father's son. You are honorable. You are serving God like your father. Your father did a good job on you. God has blessed you. Yeah. You know, there's a scripture actually in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 8 or verse 9. Bring it up. Isaiah chapter 61. That says in verse 9. Isaiah chapter 9. We'll go. For the yeah. And their seed, watch this. Your seed shall be known among the Gentiles and your offspring will be known among the people. All that see your children shall acknowledge them that they are the seed which the Lord has blessed. Clap for the Lord Jesus. That they are the seed which the Lord has blessed. I confess these things on my children. Eh? I confess them. I speak them. I prophesy them. And I've seen them happen by the grace of God. The young pastors of youth singing for the Lord, doing well in school. All that will happen to your children. Don't just sit down, pray it into being, prophesy it into being, and train up your child. Some of us are bad parents. We just allow our children to do stupidity, foolishness. It doesn't just take prophecy, it takes also taking the word of God and applying it, disciplining your children. Instead of just accommodating them. There are some of our parents that are foolish parents. I'm sad to say. Yeah. But you are never one of those parents in Jesus' name. Your seed shall be blessed. Children are meant to be spanked. Not to be massaged. Children are meant to cry. To feel pain when they misbehave. And they start, you have to punish them from the age of 18 months. Statistics say they don't know what they are doing. Some parents, when you even scream, rebuke their children, they'll come and fight you. They fight teachers, and now teachers have left them to their foolishness. A foolish son is the calamity of a father. But your children will not be like that in Jesus' name. Should I read some scriptures about children I bring into you? Anyway, let's 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 go. Let's go. All right, so the principles 
Uh, so they, they, that's how David was. And God says, I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in health. Even as your soul prospers, you will prosper. You watch it. Everyone that is here under the sound of this message, under the sound of this voice, under the sound of this commission, you are destined to be like David in Jesus' name. Believe it. And if you have any doubts, may the Lord dissolve your doubts in Jesus' name. Listen, if your child doesn't look like it happening that way, don't be afraid. My children were as foolish as some of your children. God, I'm telling you, you know, you know, you know some of them and their foolishness. But God has a way of correcting it. If you will only sign up to obey the things that the Lord says about children. Some parents don't. They don't operate their children with the Bible. They operate with their feelings. Somebody said, me when I was a child, my parents beat me a lot. So I've decided never to beat my children because of the pain. You should ask yourself that, can't you see that that's the reason why you are the way you are? Why do you want to destroy the children? Why? Hallelujah. Train up the child the way he should go. When he grows up, he will not depart from it. Let me read a few scriptures about children upbringing. Proverbs 13, 24. He that spares his rod hates his child. But he that loves the child will discipline, chastise him. Betimes. That's love. So, you not using a rod, it shows that you hate your child. Any parent here who you have not hate your child, you hate that child. You are a hater. Yeah, I'm serious. I'll say it again. By the word of God, if you are a parent here, you don't like spanking your child. You are a child hater. You should be taken to prison for not spanking your child. That's why your child is that way. And guess what? They'll grow up. Now the teacher has to do the job. Because you didn't spank. Somebody will spank and you fight the person. If that doesn't work, they grow up. Their boss has to do it. They get fired everywhere they go. They get fired because you didn't do the job. Now somebody has to be a father and because they are grown, they won't like it and they walk away. If it doesn't work, now they will have to be beaten by their spouse. Yeah. It's not every marital issue that it's because they are married. Instead of being married to an adult, they are married to a child who never get the treatment of a child. And therefore, the spouse now has a problem. He now has to be a spouse and a mother and a father and they don't like it because of your, that parent's the, the, what is it? In, in what? It's not even inability. Irresponsibility. Irresponsibility. Yes. And it will happen. Yeah. And if all of them fail, then the police have to come in. Most of the job that the police does is because the parent didn't do the job when the kids were little. And the police have to become like an adult and punish the child. Well, adults like you, why should we lock you up? Because the child was not sent to time out. And therefore, you are having to be sent to time out. That's what imprisonment means. Time out. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Chasing your son while there is hope. It means at a certain point there will be no hope. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 18. Chasing your son while there is hope. And let not your soul spare because they are crying. For they are crying. 
You see, it's in the Bible. Let me read another verse to you. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 13. Withhold not correction from the child. For if you beat, the word is beat. If you beat him with a rod, he shall not die. Clap for Jesus. I beat my children. I beat my children. Oh, yeah. It's been a while since I beat them, but I beat them into correction. Oh, yeah. I spanked them real well. And if your child, your child and your parents are not spanking you, I'm sorry. Somebody else will be spanking you later. It could be your husband. It could be your wife. I'm telling you. I'll tell you truth. If you don't receive spanking, the police may be doing it. Your boss may be doing it. Your principal may be doing it. Your spouse may be doing it. Or somebody else. It's coming. But it has to be done. Because Bible says, foolishness is bound to the heart of a child. And the only thing that moves is the rod of correction. And if you carry the foolishness without the rod of correction, somebody has to deal with the foolishness. You may not like it. Because at that time you are grown and proud. You have breasts. You have chest. You have muscle. You fight back and it can end you in trouble. It's not the message, but it's important. All our children who are not misbehaving, if we would take responsibility, it will get better. Because one person that will not be resisted when they spank is a parent. But if I come and spank your child, they will tell me, they will look in my face, are you, you, are you my father? I have to withdraw. Otherwise, I'll be on the news. Pastor beats church member. <laughs> yeah, that's what you will do. And you will help your child. Because your child is not used to it. Listen. It sounds like a joke. But if you don't do it, believe me, you are not a good parent. You are not a good parent. Why do you think that they ask children to stay with the parent? They should have asked the children to have their own home from the word go. They kept them with you because they the children are too stupid to be on their own. My child at eight years old told me he wants to drive my truck. And he insisted. He was just about to commit suicide. I had to stop him and explain why and threaten him that if you do it, I will kill you before you kill yourself. <laughs> of course, they never did it until they got a license. What are we preaching about? How did this come into be? Clap for the Lord Jesus anyway. We were talking about the success of David, but he left a legacy. May your children give you a good name. May your children's behavior bring you joy. Like David. So, these are all principles. So, David's principle of success, number one principle is what? How did he become so blessed? He did certain things which we should learn. Number one, the first thing he did was what? Principle of what? Small beginnings. He didn't despise small beginnings. Start small. Take little job here. Be small enough to go to school. Be small enough to be rebuked. Be small enough to accept advice. Small beginnings. Number two, principle of what? Doing menial jobs with joy. Start small. Um, when they said do, you know, cleaning and things, it's okay. 
at your job place, no matter what they tell you to do, just do it. With joy. Your attitude, you see, skill can be bought, but attitude you can't buy. What school gives us is skill, but once you're on the job, you have to learn attitude. That's what the Word of God gives us. That's what the Spirit of God gives us. The fruit of the Spirit. Patience and meekness, all these things. It's a blessing. Character you come by. You'll be shocked that somebody has skill, but you'll be promoted above the person because of your good character. Be humble enough to enjoy small beginning. The next one, principle of what? Turning away from those who despise you. Walk with people that encourage you. People who care enough to help you. And that may include sometimes rebuke from people that love you. Number four, the principle of choosing and staying with what you are used to, you've tested. Don't go and bring any James Bond to go and marry. When there are people that you know, that you, you know them. One person who was going to uh, have a wedding said he doesn't want me to uh, officiate the wedding because, um, you know, our church, we believe that the man must be the head. So he's going to look for internet pastor to officiate the wedding. Her wedding. Because she feels that um, in the church, we emphasize men being head too much. And he, she doesn't want her husband married to be like that. So I asked her, so the internet pastor, do you know what she believes? You don't. You are just renting an internet pastor to lay hands on you. Do you know that, okay, he does not believe, may not believe in a man being the head, which is in the Bible, but believe in homosexuality. And therefore, laying hands on you, your husband can easily become a homosexual. By the time the husband says, I don't want you, go and bring your brother. That's what makes people not do well. They just don't believe in things that David said, I believe in sling. I use a sling, it killed the bear and the lion. Please don't give me an ammo. And he used a sling and he killed Goliath. Stick with what you know. Stick with what has worked for you. Yeah, if you're in school, there are certain ways that you have studied that has worked. Stick with it. My Christian life, I've stuck with it. Early morning quiet time has worked for me. I've stuck with it. I don't do evening quiet time when I'm tired. Number five, what? Principle of ministering to others. Look, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Everybody who's selfish is all about you. You never get blessed. Number six is what? Principle of fellowship and non-isolation. Connections and contacts. It's whom you know, not what you know. Often, I tell you. Ask people who have gone to look for jobs. Most people who've gotten fast jobs is because they were connected by somebody, not by resume. Therefore, stop quarreling with people and therefore disconnecting from people. If God is going to bless you, he's going to bless you through people. The greatest resource you have is not your car, it's not your house, it's people. Because you got your car through somebody, your people. The Bible says, give, Luke 6, 38, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, shall men give to your bosom. Even if you have money, you have to find something to buy from another person. People are more important than things. Yeah. My greatest asset is not your car. I don't relate with you because of your car, but because of who you are. And it's been a blessing. I have no family here, but because of you, I have big family. Clap for Jesus. So connections and contacts are important. 
the principle of next time principle of avoiding arrows of hatred arrows of hatred first Samuel chapter 19 and verse 9 and the evil spirit from the Lord was upon Saul as he sat in his house with his javelin in his hand and David played with his hand and Saul sought to smite David even to the wall with the javelin but David slipped away out of Saul's presence and he smote the javelin into the wall and David fled and escaped that night wow somebody was like, ah but David you are a man after God's own heart why didn't you just stay and fight there are some fights that are just foolish fights please some things you have to run away not fight it's wiser to run from certain things than to fight them Bible says in first um, Timothy chapter 6 verse 12 fight the good fight of faith hold fast to eternal life whereunto thou art also called and have professed a good profession before many witnesses so there are some fights that are good so it's certain things you have to fight yeah you have to fight for your career you have to fight for good grades you have to work hard you have to fight for your marriage to be good you have to fight for your children to do well you don't give up on those fights you don't run away from such arrows such problems you don't run away fight to stay a good Christian don't run away but certain things you have to run you find out somebody's about to poison you poison you one time I found somebody a certain wife woke, a certain husband woke up woke up by mistake and saw razor blade and everything with water knife there and the wife had gone to the restroom was coming when the wife came, said what is this the wife was about to kill the husband and then you say oh you know you don't divorce you don't divorce so stay there no I'll tell you run for your life run run To be a fool i'll be a fool to say stay jesus christ saw that the people were about to kill him matthew chapter 12. then the pharisee verse 14 then the pharisees went out and held a conference against jesus how they might destroy him but when jesus knew it he withdrew himself thanks he ran and a great multitude followed him and he healed them hallelujah and he charged them that they should not make him known he said, don't tell people where I am. <laughs> Even Jesus, certain things he ran away. You know, when you find out that, for example, somebody is trying to make relationship with you to the point of wanting to marry, and you realize that the person was evil, you don't say this person is so handsome. Somebody told me, if I let this person, the person beats you all the time, you are not even married. And the person asked me, if I let him go, pastor, will you be the one marrying me? Who will marry me? I told the person, marriage is like seesaw. What you saw is what you will see. Amen. Yeah. What you saw, they started beating you. You saw that the man was sleeping with others when you're in a relationship and you still go ahead and marry because you don't have anybody who wants a child. You will have that child, but you will see it again. What you saw, you see it. The man was abusive. You see it big time. 
ran away from the arrows of hatred run run that's what David did he ran from Saul he saved his life to become king if he had stayed there he would never have lived to become king God will give you another chance sometimes you have to let go to let God I was at a job. My wife kept telling me that this job is not good. These people are not good. Leave, leave. Start finding jobs. I never did. Until one day, without warning, they told me that this is my last day. I should have seen the arrows of hatred and ran away. My wife saw it. Most men are too proud to listen. And I was one of them. I'm still being killed. Yeah. My wife told me, when it was time to do a colonoscopy, I said, no, I wouldn't do it. I'm too young to do it. I'm too strong to do it. I'm too healthy to do it. And he told me, what's the use of your insurance? You are a gastroenterologist. You do colonoscopies all the time. You come home, tell me a young guy at 39 had colon cancer, and you are 43. I know I look 43. I'm 50-something. My next major birthday will be 60 years old. Major birthday. That will be my next major birthday, by the grace of God. Clap for the Lord Jesus. I'm talking about when I was 43. When I was 43. That's 35 years ago. Hallelujah. Now, do the math. So, eventually, I refused. I wouldn't listen. I said, please, it's there. Don't talk to me again. She passed behind me and went and told the owner of the business that they should talk to me. So, they forced me to do a colonoscopy. Ladies and gentlemen, when I did it, there was a huge polyp that was becoming a cancer. If I had waited two more years, I would have had cancer. You probably would not have had a pastor by now. Run from the arrows of hatred. Some of you never like to do um, health checks, physical examination. Oh, I'm not ill. But look, these are diseases don't warn you. It's time to pick them up. It's called primary prevention. When you see the things, you see the signs, it's time to run. You have a little bleed in your stool. Check it out. Yeah. You have a chest pain, you are not sure. Check it out. Run away from the arrows of hatred. They are after your life. You are married and your secretary comes and sits on your lap and starts massaging you knowing you are married. And then you are also saying, bring me another cup. Bring me a... Run! That is a strange woman. Your marriage and your reputation is about to be destroyed. Run. They are called arrows. You are a child. Your uncle is fondling you. Yeah. Run! You think what I'm saying is, is not True? They are called arrows of hatred. They hate you. They are trying to destroy you. You know. Anyway, next. The principle of adaptation for progress. I'm talking about how David did well. How David stayed to do well. Yeah. You know. And let me add this to the, the one before. 
you know you are married and somebody is whispering into your ears and trying to give you a kiss and knowing that you're married giving you all kinds of accolades and you call them because of that because your husband is not so romantic you're walking away that's an arrow of hatred yeah anybody who sins with you it's just a matter of time when you don't finish his sin he will sin against you I told one person who was saying I'm divorced because I found somebody that I like this is I said this person you like knows you're married and is still fondling around you is still walking around you is still giving you sweet words for which you've gone crazy and bonkers and I told you I can assure you this is an arrow of hatred I can officiate your divorce now but believe me your next divorce is already ready yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I told the person, I can assure you, even you will bring me to even officiate a wedding for you, I will be ready to officiate another because it will happen. Arrows of hatred. Next, the principle of adaptation for progress. Adapting for progress. Adapting. Adapt. Now, you know adaptation for progress? Now, David adapted himself. He was flexible. How do I know that? The Bible says that 1 Samuel chapter 21, verse 2 and 3. And David arose and fled that day from the fear of Saul because Saul was trying to, you know, kill him. And he went to Achish, the king of Gath, and he changed his behavior before them. And he pretended himself to be mad in their hands and scrapped on the door as if a madman at the gate and let spittle drool fall down from upon his beard like a madman why did david do this that is that is first samuel sorry chapter 2 verse 10 21 verse 10 and 13 he pretended he was a madman just so that he would escape adapting to progress because these were people who would have killed him so he changed his behavior. Now, the Bible says also in 1 Samuel chapter 21, verse 2 and 3, And David said to Abimelech, when he was also running from Saul, the priest, The king has commanded me for a business, and has said unto me, Let no man know anything of the business that I'm sending you about, and what I've commanded you. Now therefore, what is under your hand? Give me five loaves of bread, in my hand or whatever there is present he also pretended to be poor david asked this man was being chased by so he was hungry he didn't have anything so he had to you know make changes but he was anointed to be king now many of us when things are not working we don't want to change to make things work we don't want to change. You live in a beautiful big house, but the economy has changed. Or your children have gone to school. You can downsize. Go down humbly. So that you can progress. Or you have grown. When you grew, you had three children. They've grown. Now you have three, four children. And the income is not enough. 
and you are still doing the same job cleaning somewhere but you have nice brains it's time you may be grown but go to school learn a trade upgrade in life you are either paid for your muscle or for your brain power if you are paid for your muscle it's low grade payment they call it unskilled labor and it's not sustainable when you grow up they get younger people they will do it better they will fire you but when you invest in your brain the older you get the better it becomes you add experience to your brain power what you have invested adaptation for progress and as your muscles fail your brain upgrades your salary increases adapt to progress clap for Jesus yeah. when I came to America and I saw somebody told me I should come and sell newspapers with them I said you sell newspapers I said me I'll go to school and I did. When I finished, I said, I'll specialize. And I did. I did my, my internship. And I said, what? If I'm still young, I told my wife, we're going to go through austerity measures. We're going to just live. My wife, we had three children, my, like my, plus my sister, four. Plus my wife, five. Plus myself, six. We lived in a two-bedroom place. Yes adapting for progress and the four children three children with my wife my, my sister was in one way in one room my wife and I were in the second room with just one wall we had to try to be quiet even when we couldn't be quiet we quarreled undertone we celebrated undertone we cried undertone we laughed undertone we loved undertone Clap for Jesus. Adaptation for progress. Why? Because at that point, I realized I need to go to school more so I couldn't earn enough income. I was poor. Like a church mouse. And I said, it's okay. It's only a stage. It's only a stage. Tell someone, it's only a season. That right, there's a season for everything under the sun. I said, I'll continue. And I continued the subspecialty in a two-bedroom until I finished. I went to school for 36 years of my life. But after that, there was ease. By God's grace. Yeah. When I came, somebody told me, oh, you're a doctor, you can get a Mercedes Benz for yourself. But I had a Nissan Sentra, 1991. I bought it $1,500 cash. I don't want any loan. I don't want any loan. You will laugh at me, no problem. I'm adapting for progress. I know what I'm about. Don't be insecure about your decisions. Why should you? Please everybody and displease yourself. should impress everybody and depress yourself everybody will be impressed with my car but I'll be depressed when I come here adaptation for progress and I got this car one time I parked the car in a doctor's parking area with my my, my doctor's uh, 
what a sticker on it, my whatever it is on the dashboard. The car, the, the car truly was too old for a doctor's car. I could see Mercedes in front, BMW behind, Acura latest MDX, all kinds of things packed around me, and I packed my car nicely. My wife came and visited me and said we should go to lunch. And as we're going to lunch, I said, oh, let me drive you to a nice Chinese restaurant. As we went to my car, what should I find? Police parking ticket. And I read the sermons. You know what they said? They wrote, doctor's parking only. <laughs> and I wondered, am I a carpenter or what? <laughs> the last time I checked, I was still a doctor. Why are they giving me a ticket? Now it was because I was adapting. So I did not, when you're adapting, you don't look like who you are. But it's okay. But it's okay. It's okay. Clap for it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm adapting for progress. It's okay. It's okay. You look poor. No problem. It's okay. It's for a season. When my next season comes, you will be clapping for me. I will not impress you and depress myself. You are not worth it. Anybody who will force you to do something that you cannot do is not worth impressing. They don't like you. They don't like you. That's what David did. He said, I don't care. You call me king, I'm anointed. But this situation demands that I look like a mad person. I will do it. This situation demands that I look like a poor person. No problem. You, you, you are the one who has a problem. I will not impress you. I'm not insecure about myself. Who you are goes wherever you go, no matter what you wear. No matter what you drive. If your definition, you are defined by what you drive and what you eat, then I'm sorry for you. Because that car is not going to last a lifetime. Your value will be depleted. Do you know when you drive a car from the lot, our 10,000 goes away? If your definition of who you are is based on the car, then you are degrading every day. I don't let a, let a car define me. I don't let a house define me. No, I know who I am. By the grace of God. And I know who I am not. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. Don't force me to afford it. Yeah. When I came here, all kinds of people, the top GI person has come. They took me to a, a, a whatever side, water side, waterfront property, estate. Said one million something. I said, give me the money, I'll buy it. They called me a fool for renting a place. I rented. And I used my Nissan Sentra 1991 for four years of my life as a specialist until I saved enough. The day I bought a new car, people were saying, how did you get this? Even the police arrested me. That is not possible. <coughs> but I had been poor and pretending poor for a long time. Adapt for progress. That's a bit. Many people who don't do well because they don't change. Even in your marriage. Your wife is not happy. Adapt. I was told that my wife was unhappy. I said, what is the reason? She said, I never remember her birthday, her this, her that, her that. All the accusations came. I said, wow. Wow, my wife is never happy. Was crying all the time. I said, what? I'm in trouble. One day I said, I'll change. And one day I went and bought flowers and candies and everything, packaged it beautifully. And I sent it home. And my wife... When I went home, my wife said, it's not my birthday. I said, I know. It's not my anniversary. I said, I know. 
It's not Christmas. I said, I know. Then he asked me, so what is it? I said, read the card that is with it. He lifted the card and read it. You know what I had written? All my years of sins, what I had written is, I am not a birthday guy. I'm not an anniversary guy. I'm just not a celebratory guy. I'm just spontaneous. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Adapting for progress. It wasn't because I had become any, but I was just changing to make my marriage happier. And I wanted to do whatever it took. And I couldn't wait for Christmas. I couldn't wait for birthday. I couldn't wait for, and I can't even count on myself to remember. Now I've remembered, let me do something now. Adapting for progress. Clap for Jesus. Do anything you can. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 22, to the weak I became as weak that I may gain the weak. To the poor I became as weak. I am made all things to all men so that I might by all means save some. You are failing grace and you are still sleeping. You need to cut down your sleep adaptation for progress yeah. you're feeling and you're still watching NBA you're still watching NFL you're still watching your series bold and beautiful how can you be bold you can be bold but you cannot be beautiful you have to stop being bold so that you can be beautiful you have to stop watching those series and start some of you need to get a second job. Some of you are failing. You need to actually drop that job so that I can concentrate on your studies. Adaptation for progress. Some of you, the way you speak, your mouth is destroying your marriage. The Bible says a foolish woman with her own words, it brings down his marriage. Clap for the Lord Jesus. I can't believe that I don't have time. I have so much to tell you. There are 16 points, but I've only done less than 8. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a special service for Davidic success. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. It's not going to be a Sunday service. We call it the Davidic Success Convention. And I will anoint you with fresh oil. And I will speak into you these wisdom keys until you do well. You will not sit under this commission and never do well. You will do well in Jesus' name. You will be rich. You will be honorable. You will be spiritual. You will have good and godly character. Let me show you some of the principles. The principle of behaving wisely when you are blessed. Let me tell you some of them. And I'll tell you what is coming. The principle of listening to advice. The principle of seeing people the right way. So that you can get what you need to get for who they are. Shall I tell you more? The principle of not violating fathers. Some of us are walking in curses because of the way we treated fathers and mothers. Once you start treating them well, you, you, you're going to do okay. There are reasons why people don't do well. And it's not every day that sometimes you are praying and God is looking at you. You say, look, 
He's praying. See, he finishes praying and he go and destroy himself again. There are certain things you don't pray about them. You do something about them. Clap for the Lord Jesus. You don't. It's not everything. Who that answer? Sometimes you pray. God has given the answer, but you are not seeing. You just have to do something about it. You are failing your grace. You are going to pray about it. Study. Get help. Get counsel. Put your hands together to, and rise to your feet. Hallelujah. Wow, put your hands on your heart. You know, I want to pray a special prayer to, for you, to you. You know, I don't know when we're going to have that opportunity, but I'm going to tell you the dividend principle. It's going to be a Wednesday. The day we're supposed to have a Bacenta meeting, not this one. This Wednesday, we're going to have our Bacenta meetings. I told you this month we're going to, and then gradually we'll be telling it off. But I want to pray for you. Put your hand on your heart. Tell somebody, I'm not a failure. I've had failed attempts. Don't label me with failure. I am not a failure. I just had failed attempts. It's a temporary setback. I am about to succeed. I will be called a success story. I am adapting for progress. I will be like David. Full of honor. Full of riches. Full of days. And I will have a legacy. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for your children right here. As we come under this commission. May your Holy Spirit bless your people. Father, overlook our mistakes. Grant us wisdom. Your word says wisdom is profitable to direct. Wisdom is profitable to directors. Give your children wisdom. Father, many of us have struggled with handling your wisdom. Bless your people. Open our hearts. Open our minds. Open our eyes to see what is going wrong in our lives. And may we change like David. May we adapt like David. I pray, may we be humble like David. May we do the things that work like David did. May we not be highfalutin and exotic in our looks. and May we not be impressing people when we are really not who we say we are. Father, help us to be humble, to build. And when we come out, your name will be glorified because people will know that when we applied your principles like David, we became great like David. Make your people great. Because your word, your, your word says you teach us to prosper. Your word says you wish above all things that will prosper and be in health. As our soul prosperous. We are your children. How can we not do well? I see somebody doing well. I see somebody excelling. I see somebody changing an attitude. And the blessing of the Lord rested upon you. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Now, if you are here, with all eyes closed. You don't know Jesus as your personal savior. Somebody may have invited you. But 
You don't know whether when you die today, you will go to heaven or hell. You want to be sure. You want to be sure that you give your life to Jesus before you leave. If you want to give your life to Jesus and tell Jesus, Father, please help me to do better. Help me to do well. I want to surrender to you. I want to give my life to you. If you are here like that, give, lift up your right hand. I want to pray a short prayer. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Father, those hands that are lifted, bless any other person. God bless you. Now, if your hand is up, come. Come. I want to lift hands on you. I want to pray for you. Come. Clap for them. Come. 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 Both of you, come. Clap for them. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. Oh, clap, 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 clap. Now, shall we all stretch forth our hands? Lift up your hands if you are in front here. And say these words after me. Say, Almighty Father. Repeat these words, please. Say, Almighty Father. I come to you just the way that I am. I repent of all my sins. Please forgive me and wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, that he died for me and God raised him from the dead by this faith. Say, by this faith, I am born again. I am a child of God. Please write my name in the book of life and fill me with your sweet Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Father, bless your children. Let their lives be blessed going forward. Everything they touch, may it be like the touch of an angel. May your life be blessed and secure. May angels assist you. May heaven be open to you. Jesus Christ, mighty name. Wow, weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on Zoom at meeting ID 934-809-4313 or in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.